I'm Tom. I'm Stephanie. This is a podcast about what bonds people and places together. Or as we like to call it, food glue. What's this? We're going to be having a party now. This is the metronome. Tom's just decided we're having a rave. <laughs> um, we're here in the recording studio. The studio? The studio. I've bought some snacks. The loca. Um, waffles that you get, waffles, wafers that you get at almost every coffee shop till. The hazelnut flavour is the only flavour in my mind. The rest are not worth it. I might statement. have eaten most of them already. <laughs> well, the vanilla ones, I don't know, the hazelnut flavour is the is the best one. Actually, I'll have to take a photo so that you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, of these wafery goodness. On my, man- on my manky desk. Sorry, you can't see the desk, it's okay. So if you hear any rustling, it's because I've decided I need a snack while Tom's speaking, just to really Stephanie's ruin the recording. If you hear me drinking, that's me drinking uh, Co-op Cloudy Lemonade, oh. which I'm a big fan of, nice. and it's cheap. Excellent. So even better. We have lots of things to talk about today. Where yeah. do we start? We've been out and about recently. We have. It's been nice to do some outside broadcasts. It's um, good to be back here. I've got my stack of cookbooks to talk to you about and some questions in my back pocket. You've got a question. Should we start with the question? Absolutely. So I'm it's summertime, thinking about holidays, going to a resort that's got some different options, and we definitely are going to have a breakfast buffet. So Ooh. you're there on your holiday, breakfast buffet, all the options you can imagine, what are you having? You need a, I think feeling like you need a strategy with a breakfast buffet oh. because there's so much there. So I have a, I, t- I have three course breakfast when I'm at a hotel, hotel, okay. hotel, hotel breakfast. Yeah. One of my favourite things in the world. <laughs> so first course will be uh, continental, so meats and cheeses. Got you, yeah. Uh, maybe the with German a, option. Slight bit, a little bit of bread, but not too much because you don't want to get full up on bread early. You mm-hmm. don't want to peak. Mm-hmm. That's just a disaster. So a few nice cheeses and continental meats second course this is your big fat english breakfast what's in there eggs eggs i don't do beans or tomatoes okay Uh, meat and eggs generally go for scrambled eggs yeah i absolutely love hash browns and mushrooms sausage and bacon i actually think hash browns is the one thing that they didn't have last time i went on holiday um and black pudding have got it okay so pretty 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 much eggs and meat mm-hmm. with um, some highly specific vegetables, i.e. hash browns and mushrooms. And then third course, this is where we go for pastries. Breakfast pudding, you mean? Breakfast pudding. what pu- I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> Breakfast yeah. pudding. So that's when you can have your cake. If you're a really nice place, they've got a selection of cakes. But otherwise, you know, your normal, your normal hotel, they've still got mini mini quazzles and stuff. But that's definitely, that's the last, that's breakfast pudding. So that's my, generally, and then if you're, Feeling like you need to economise a bit, you can also go back. You can sweep off some of the continental stuff and some rolls, and you've made yourself lunch. Yeah, just did that back when I was a bit. In a napkin. You can kind of sneak out, and all the staff know exactly what you're doing. But you're going to play. You're going to play the game anyway. And you can take a muffin, an apple, and some mm. ham and cheese rolls for lunch. So nice. really, I guess it's four courses. <laughs> the takeaway option at the end. <laughs> the takeaway option at the end. So. And what are you drinking? Coffee. Yeah. Generally black. Mm. Um, and if there's a choice of fruit juice, pineapple. Wild. <laughs> pineapple, okay. 
I don't know why. It's just maybe we just don't ever have it here. We got we get orange juice, so pineapple's like really exotic. True. Great. That's my strategy. I have the last few years been to um, a resort in the summer, which is kind of not my bag, but um, with restrictions and things, it's been nice to just go on holiday, to be honest. And I go through waves, Ooh. if I'm honest. I do like the opportunity to have a breakfast that I wouldn't normally make for myself. So I've definitely had a few smoked salmon and scrambled egg mornings. Um, I also am a big fan of not having to prepare my own fruit. So there's often a fruit, pretty much every day I have some fruit and yogurt, you know, because they've pre-cut the oranges and the grapefruit. So there's like no faff. Yeah, it's amazing. And then always the breakfast pudding. So whatever sweet is going on, I mean, we've been to Greece and so they even have that lovely um, like sesame <clears throat> seed paste cake Ooh, nice. and all sorts. And I just keep, yeah. Sometimes there's two breakfast puddings, depending on what's what's on offer. Um, but I do like a choice of breads on holiday. I love a German rye bread. I just keep going back. It's terrible until I like can't move. And I'm often triple parts at breakfast in terms of drinks. So I like, on holiday, I do like a big black filter coffee. You know, they give you that massive jug. And it's just wet and hot. It's not even really coffee. But I do like that while I'm having my, you know, help it wash my three course breakfast down and some water and some juice oh yeah do breakfast is best meal of the day isn't it i love hotel hotel breakfast i did go to a nice hotel in dubrovnik and they had some like croatian uh, breakfast options which were a bit different mm. so i do like it when there's a different option and i've stayed in shanghai once once or twice and they had because it was an international business hotel they had international yeah. breakfast from all over the place and that was fascinating wow. so they're korean japanese did you have the congee the like right savory rice porridge thing <laughs> yep. i love that they had everything wow including yeah standard american british mm. stuff but the other cuisines were really interesting my last day on holiday breakfast i normally go for the kids option so if there's pancakes or waffles i always have it on the last day with like oodles of nutella <laughs> whatever else is going have you been at a hotel that has like an omelette man yeah so what would you have from the omelette man Oh, cheese and mushroom. Maybe spinach if there's spinach. Oh, this feels really luxurious to have an omelette yeah. man. Or lady, not gender specific. Omelette person. Omelette person standing there. <clears throat> what would, so, or an egg person. Oh, it's just the best. I would actually wouldn't <clears throat> mind at some of these places if, they, if the dinner buffet was breakfast again. I did think at some point, would it not make sense to have a hotel breakfast, cafe, restaurant. Wow. And you pay the cover charge. I know a lot of hotels do it anyway. You can just walk in and pay. Yeah. Actually, generally not that much money and just eat the breakfast. But maybe as a ongoing concern, hotel breakfast mm. buffet. Yeah. In a nice area. Yeah. We can just go in. I'm just That'd be it. I'd be done there. It I'd... would be hard to do a premium buffet. I know on holiday it works, but... <clears throat> but that's the whole experience, because you don't have to order. You can just fill your plate yeah, fill your with hash browns, <laughs> all the hash browns, all yeah. the mushrooms, and just go at it several times. I think that's the joy, isn't it? Breakfast. That's a that's a good question. We need to go out for breakfast. So if anyone's got any suggestions for where we could go out for breakfast in Nottingham and do a little recording, then let us know. That'd be good. <laughs> Stephanie, you've got a couple of cookbooks in front of you. Which one would you like to talk about first? Well, one references the other. That's how I'm getting oh. away with this today. Um, that's maybe an illegal manoeuvre. An illegal manoeuvre. Two cookbooks in one in one episode. 
So I am starting with a book that I just got out from the library because I love the library and it's by Ruby Tando who was on Bake Off series two um, and she talks about it's called Eat Up, Food Appetite and Eating What You Want. Really incredible piece of food writing. Even if you're not a cookbook person there's hardly any recipes in here and the recipes are written as prose not as recipes and it's just a really lovely way of thinking about especially if you're around my age you know middle mid 30s about the food we grew up with and how we are where we are and one of the things i'd like to quote from the book is that she totally gets exactly where we're coming from in terms of the founding roots of this podcast um so halfway through the book she mentions when we feed each other we give a bit of ourselves to form the fabric of somebody else this is the glue that binds us and I love that quote um I've since listened to a podcast um where they were eating some Ethiopian food and the tradition with the dish that they were eating on that podcast was that the first portion you feed to your fellow eater rather than taking it for yourself which I really okay. like yeah but Ruby Tando also puts a memory in the book of sitting on the floor when she was a child and leafing through one of her parents cookbooks and the one she mentions is actually one that I remember leafing through my parents' copy of as well. And when I went to university, my parents bought me my own copy. And it's called the Hamlin All Colour Cookbook. Mine says new in capital letters in front of it because it's the newest version. And when I was a kid, most of my mum's cookbooks didn't have pictures in. Remember those Sainsbury's <coughs> ones with the red covers or, yeah, they, you know, they might have one or two pictures in or they'd have a page which had four of the recipes in a picture and you'd have to try and work out which ones they were. It's Hamlin All Colour Cookbook. It's big. It's like A4 size. And when you open it, each double page spread is split into four columns with four pictures and four recipes. It's really clear. So I've just flicked it open on a random page. And now you'd probably think, why do you need these recipes? Either you know them or they're online. You don't need a book for these. They're nothing outstanding. So I've got focaccia sandwich, great steak sandwich, club sandwich, and sausage and bacon rolls. But actually, when I first got this book and went to uni... The online world of recipes wasn't that amazing. It was a really nice way to think, I want to eat X that mum makes, how do I do it? And being right. able to do it. But actually, there's some there's some random and not easy stuff in here. It kind of takes you from really simple to quite complicated. And it's kind of classic, a little bit 70s dinner party style. So there's lots of stuff in here that you definitely would remember having with family you know special occasions and things like that but I truly remember much like Ruby lying on the floor flicking through and being like mama want this mama want that um I really it's a really interesting book the way it's laid out it's definitely of a time but I still would refer to it for certain things and actually I've just opened up my copy and there's all sorts in here there's a random I've opened it on one page and there's a printout of chicken with apple balls like yeah meatballs but with um made with chicken and apple which sounds really random but those are delicious i remember having those as a kid i've made notations to half recipes on them so the beef bourguignon i made in 2014 <laughs> it's time consuming i love but how you date things i know but really lovely um so i it's not a book i'm gonna tell you to run out and buy but i have really fond memories of this cookbook and i definitely i've actually put a notation on the page of banoffee pie to make that probably this weekend because i mean it's a decadent recipe you definitely need people to be coming over for that but i'm super excited and yeah it takes you through making sorbet um all those basic things that i probably should know to make but because i make a lot of different things oh crab stuffed tortillas what's your top three from in here top three food reminisces 
stuff that reminds you of your childhood. Oh, outside of the book? No, out in that book. Okay, so it's got <clears throat> mushroom risotto in it, which was... I made a lot at uni because, in fact, my mum had printed out and laminated the recipe for mushroom risotto for me when I went to university. Wow. <laughs> so I made that a lot. Um, and when I flicked through it, I've probably got two, actually. So we'll say the mushroom risotto and then the the crumble recipes in here because we had a lot of crumble when I was growing up and referring to these topping recipes and also just that you know when you're trying even when I wasn't at university when I was at home but trying to do things for myself yeah you sometimes need that reassurance of being like I think I put this much in but and I think I do it at that temperature but being able to check it's really lovely and the other nice thing about this book is it's actually not advertised on here but it's actually Mary Berry so Mary Berry did this book before she was a big name yeah um and she was well known in kind of certain circles yeah but she wasn't the household legend that she is yeah nation national treasure yeah exactly so some of the recipes are sourced by other people but it is a essentially merry book um but yeah modern modern classic i'd say hamlin all color cookbook what i like about what you've talked about is how it takes you back to family dining and mm. those happy memories and the stuff we always go on about on this podcast about eating sitting down to eat together yeah and how it still makes you, I can see your eyes sparkle yeah. when you got really happy just talking about it. And sometimes I will, I'll come back to it, not because I want to cook one of the recipes, but because I'm like checking, oh, that's the technique for that. Right. Or, yeah, yeah I'm making X, Y or Z and that's the starting point for it. Or it's got like a whole vegetable section on like preparing vegetables. So they're not even like particularly interesting vegetable recipes, but actually if you're doing them as a side, it's it's kind of useful. So yeah, for example, oh, okay. um, potatoes with fennel, spinach with lemon dressing, grilled courgettes with mustard. Oh, nice. So you know, if you've actually planned a meal, but then you're like, what the hell do I serve just with it? Oh, I've got things. some something. And then it just helps you think about the flavours that go together. And and... Yeah, that's no, nice. Yeah. It makes you, it, it how to elevate your... Sometimes quite boring veg. They're like educating you as well. So at the bottom of each page, she's got notes to take you to like the next. So, you know, you do it once and the next time you look at the notes and you're like, okay, I can vary it in that way. I can do something slightly differently. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Updated classic for a new generation of cooks. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's quite a, quite an educational cookbook. In mm. So it's about bringing people on. My university book, which I will talk about at greater length, I have to go and get a copy because my, I gave, I gave it to, I think one of my, Younger siblings when they went. It was Nigel Slater's Real Fast Food. Mm. Um, and I thought I'll get a copy of that and probably have a similar. Oh, I made that. Yeah. And I made that. So I'll do that and we'll talk about it on the pod. Great. So remind us of what the book was. It's the Hamlin All Colour Cookbook. It doesn't actually say an author because some of them are kind of crowdsourced. Um, it's big. It's A4. It takes you through everything from making a sorbet to making a bread to making a soup um it's got a little bit of everything so if you're only going to buy one cookbook it's, and you eat everything it's a great place to start sounds I like think. a good thing to give to a someone leaving home student yeah or that. somebody who's interested in cooking and maybe still at home because they're, they're really simple to follow recipes so, so stephanie that. last time we sat down you were talking about you were going away in your camp van you, yeah. you were talking to us about some of the food you thought about preparing. Yes. How was it? Great. If we're talking about food, great. Um, we've been away on it a few times now and I've cooked every time. Uh, I made some 
when we went away as a group, I made some excellent tofu fajitas. And then I went away on my solo trip and I cheated a little bit. I bought a sort of ready-made saucy paneer curry mix thing. Because, uh, you know, you've got limited space, you've got two hobs and actually you don't want to spend all day cooking. So all I had to do was I bought some paneer, cooked that off in the pan, fried it off until it started to go a bit crispy and then put, basically poured the sauce over. And then we had it with flatbreads, which was delicious. Um, I bought some ready cooked quinoa, but actually we had plenty. Although I really enjoyed it, but if I make, made it again, it could definitely take more veg. Like I'd maybe chuck a anything that I had in the fridge before I left home in with the paneer, fry it off a bit, and maybe a bag of spinach to wilt in before I poured the sauce over. Nice. Because it was delicious, but it, I guess because it's like long life saucy thing, it didn't have really any veg in or even some frozen peas. So how are you finding cooking in a small kitchen? I enjoy it, but nobody can be asleep. Right, okay. So you can't be like, oh, wouldn't it be lovely if I just get up and make everybody a cup of coffee? Because if the beds are out, you can't really get to the kitchen. So I think there is probably a case if we're going for a long time to take the jet boil as well. So you can sit outside and make a coffee if you're the first up. Yeah. Otherwise, I really enjoy it. If the pot top's up, you can stand up. But actually, then that means the counter's too low. So I end up doing a lot of cooking on my knees. Maybe you need like a little stool. Yeah. I don't mind being on my knees though. You sort of shuffle it back and forth you can move around it's great um you have to think in a slightly different way like you want to use the minimum amount of pans and things like that we've only got a certain amount of water in the tank as well so if you're not somewhere where there's free running water or a water hookup then you also don't want to use too much water so you get creative in that respect we're just going to reuse all the plates for example <laughs> if you've not had anything too flavoursome on them uh, so yeah, it was great, and I think for breakfast actually we bought some of those old school, like that used to have on French holidays croissants. Oh, you know that come pack. in a plastic bag, <laughs> and so we just had those, which was really nice. Actually, we had toast as well on the grill, uh, so I really enjoyed it. But I'm not allowed away in the camper van again. You're not allowed away in the camper van again on your own. Why is this? I got. I was really proud of myself. I picked this campsite right off the motorway. I'd driven off the motorway onto the campsite my friend louise was with me she bought her mini so we left the camper van and we only took the mini when we went out i drove back out the campsite didn't even stop for a wee drove all the way straight home parked up unpacked i even got hoover out hoovered the inside out cleaned it all out left it on the driveway ready to, for liam to come home i was all proud of myself smug i've done it tidied everything up turned the gas off everything sat in the living room watching telly Liam walks in, see you've been riding the curbs. I laughed, Ooh. I laughed in he his laughed. face because I thought he was joking. And then he had to show me and there's a chip in the wheel. In well, the alloy wheel. Is that his fault for buying low profile tires on a off road? But I don't know vehicle. how it happened. The only thing I can think of is there was a slight gravel path to get onto the camp pitch and that a bit of gravel has got stuck in there. And then it's like flown itself out because it's right on the edge between the tire and the wheel. But anyway, I'm currently on a not allowed to drive the camper van but i did my very best and i didn't do it on purpose and i don't remember it happening hashtag don't tell liam but liam knows anyway yeah what's your coffee solution because remember we discussed this at one point bought a mocha pot mocha love pot. it stovetop mocha pot although the first time i used it i made the mistake of taking our ground coffee from home which is espresso ground yeah. so now i just buy some pre-ground um which is you need a thicker coarser grind yeah. for the mocha pot but it's not as coarse as a 
cafetiere. It's somewhere in between, isn't it? Yeah, but it's great. It's like rocket fuel. And I've also started collecting little jars and things so that I can decant. So I decant a little bit of butter before we go. Mm-hmm. And I've got a little bottle for my oat milk. So Louise and I had a lovely time. Wow. Got the rosé. Happy days. Did you get a uh, windblock? Haven't got one yet. But we parked the van strategically. It was really hot that weekend. So that we just sat between the mini and the van. And we had our dinner outside. It was lovely. And we kept the boot open apart from when we were asleep to get keep the wind blowing through because it was that hot. Oh, they had a great time. It was really nice. Yeah, Ronnie the Chihuahua liked it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no pet hair in the van. Definitely no pet hair. So, Stephanie, when we launched the podcast, mm. people said you've really got to visit loads of restaurants. And one of the... <laughs> when you say loads, they didn't just say loads of restaurants, but different people were saying, you must visit here, you must visit there. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes, you can't see that, sorry. I- I'll tell you for effect. Correct. That's much more gra- grammatically correct than what I was saying. So one of them was Compa, which is a Sicilian street food cafe and patisserie on Willerton Road in Beeston. It's opposite the Cricketers. Opposite the Cricketers, near Sainsbury's. Not been open probably a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't been in, so we popped in one lunchtime yep. to check it out. Yep. What do we think? Mm. Now you're on the spot. Yummy. It is lovely. It's family run. So you kind of get greeted um, in a proper Italian accent when you walk in, which gives it the vibe straight away as soon as you walk in. Uh, can I oh, have... Good question. Ooh. Can I have one of the San Pellegrino cans, please? Yeah, do you like orange or lemon? Lemon, please. Lemon. Can I have a Americano, please? Do you like it black or white? Just black, please. Black, thank Lovely. you. I've been there before. Thanks. I've been completely distracted by the, like, sauce pot because it's got... Um, think balsamic vinegar little tiny sachets of balsamic Cute. vinegar and little sachets of fancy olive oil and mayonnaise my favorite got a counter full of delicious looking treats they've got a cabinet with kind of a little mini deli bit it's very white and bright and the whole front is glass so don't think kind of cozy curl up in a corner with a book no. but if you're going for a lunch or a coffee and especially if it's a dull day I think it's going to be really lovely in mm. there because the whiteness and the brightness makes it seem um, really great. I think the furniture is kind of like you would get in a snack bar in Italy. It, again it's kind of like were they metal chairs? Yep. In fact you'll probably hear that if, on the recording. So they've got like a laptop shelf behind you. Oh yeah. People can, they've got the USB ports come built in, come in and do a bit of work. Wow. The menu's broad. It's quite, I found it, tapas giving me the wrong word because it's mm. the wrong culture, but little, little plates, lots mm. of small plates. Or so, paninis and sandwiches and things. Yeah, so we ordered a few different things to try it. We mm. went a bit overboard because we were enjoying ourselves too much. <laughs> and we were hungry. That's true. That's fine. And it's definitely very Sicilian. Yep. So the summer stuff on the menu, arancini, love arancini. If you don't know what an arancini is, it's almost like someone's made risotto and then stuffed it with something, rolled it into a ball, stuffed it with something and then breaded it mm. and fried it. Fried it. And it's mm. absolutely delicious. My friend Jody, he runs a sort of street food concession in town in a pub, does arancini. And they're very good. Well, well, although with a name like Jody, he doesn't sound very Italian. She's very Italian. Mm. 
But she's not Italian, but she comes from Italian. Okay, and it would be like. But I'm going to see her at Black Iris. Oh, okay, cool. At the weekend. So you can ask her if we can go and speak to her in her. Yeah, they're doing a barbecue pop up at Black Iris. Cool. And they're, they've got a signature burger they're putting on, and it's tapas themed. Mm. So it's got um, patas bravas and mm. um, chorizo and. In a burger? In a burger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and we ate the mushroom one? We did. Uh, they do the kind of standard small calzones, but they do a baked and a fried, which mm -hmm. I found, which was cool. So calzone maybe just means like folded thing, because this wasn't what I was expecting. Not what I was expecting, but I like that. It's Very like fluffy. It's stuffed bread, is it? Yeah. More of a stuffed bread that's hot. With a little pocket. Not the kind of classic pizza thing that... Oh, well, it's, we had the baked rather than fried, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, and it's probably like Soft the size bread. of my palm. Yeah. Um, so it's not massive. Like, everything was kind of palm-sized. Palm yeah, it's all small. Yeah, mm. kind of classic small plates, isn't it? It's really... Yeah, it's good. Normal kind of paninis. They do some larger mains of primi, some pasta, lasagna, a couple of salads. And they do a load of... Patisserie, Sicilian patisserie as well. Mm, I actually took two cannoli. Is that right? Canolo would be one. I took two cannoli home um, for a treat. How were they? Delicious, and they fill them to order, so they're really authentic. Mm. Yeah, so they've got like one on display on the cabinet, but actually you tell them what you want, and they go away and fill them and send you off. We have a display piece. Mm, exactly. Oh, that's nice. So it's not all out being yeah. dried out or anything under a hot lamp. Exactly. I think it would be a great place to go with maybe friends with kids as well. It's quite, you know, lots of bready things, so quite kid-friendly and lots of... Although there's some different stuff on the menu, there's also lots of familiar things on the menu. I think it's a great place to pop in for a weekday lunch. You had a coffee? I had a coffee. It was reasonably good. You said something, you're not wild on that coffee brand. No. Um, I've seen it before. It's the lady, lady in the hat. Red logo, or is it a man in a hat? I'm not sure. Person, person in a hat. A person in a hat. Yes, I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't assume from the shape of the person's face. So it's a person in a hat. I had a lovely San Pellegrino lemon drink, which was delicious and very refreshing. I would definitely go again, but I think it's kind of going to be one of my. I need a working lunch. I'm hungry. Where shall I go? Yeah. And pop in there. Was, in and out. It was busy, okay. wasn't it? Yeah, it was busy actually. We got in there, it was pretty empty, but we got there about 11.45. By yeah. 12 it was full. Yeah. And lots of people. But quick table turnover, lots of people getting takeaway, so maybe that's what I do next time actually, is I go and get something to take away and take it home for lunch. Um, but really nice to have different flavours in Beeston. And we, we need to um, keep a log of all the different regions of Italy represented in... in um, Nottingham because Compa where we are today is definitely Sicilian uh, whereas if we go to Lombardo's they are very proudly Roman um, so you're going to get slightly different vibes in each place with the food even if they have the same food I think it will be different just how mama used to make you know so there is one great Italian in um, Beeston called L'Olivia again another family run really lovely place I've been in there probably three or four times now and sometimes the children are at the back doing their homework if you go in on a weekday, which I just think is delightful. 
um, and now we've got this lovely Sicilian kind of street foody type joint and um, elsewhere in Nottingham there is also um, Lombardo's lasagna which is um, Roman cuisine from Rome so I'll have to get over there and try them at some point so it's nice to see the differentiation and kind of people specialising in what they love yeah. Um, I think, you know, the guys from Compu would definitely say this is the food they love, this is the food of home, this is the home of Nonna, um, the food of Nonna, and that's exactly what they're doing, and I don't think they're going to deviate very much from that, which I like. They they know what they do well, and they're going to carry on doing it. Well, it's quite accessible, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's some stuff people won't have... Arancini, not a lot of people eating arancini. I love arancini. Um, but, this, you know, there's standard stuff for people... It's familiar. I like the fact they've used the Italian names for most of it as well mm. on the menu. They explain mm. it in English underneath, but it's nice mm. to have the Italian names. They had some nice sounding salads, if I remember as well. Yeah. So um, you could get a few things for the table. And, and you're you're largely vegan, aren't you? Vegan, vegetarian, and there was enough stuff for you to have as well. There was loads of veggie stuff on yeah. the menu, yeah, absolutely. You didn't feel like you were excluded no. or anything. There was just tons of it. Yeah. This little salad goes really nicely. It's a little bit of sharpness. It's really fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Tom's just caught me dipping my bread in the salad juice. I think I like it. It pairs really well. Mm. Dipping. Mm. Really... Um, actually, now you've mentioned that, I think if if you were vegan and you went in, I think there were only two or three things marked on the menu as vegan. But if you asked, I reckon they'd work with you and because they'd want you to go away happy and full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could. Yeah. yeah. But veggie-wise, there was loads on the menu. Not a worry at all. They do not allow dogs. That was the only downside. Yeah, only service dogs. Only yeah. assistance dogs in there. But, you know, not everywhere does, and that's fine. And actually, it's not massive. And sometimes I think, actually, if you've got... If you say you allow dogs and a couple of people come in with big dogs, it means there's no room for anyone so else. taking my greyhounds to the pub. They just own the place. Like yeah. There was one in last night called Woody, who we know quite well, um, and his parents. Can you... Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, can you imagine if we took your dogs to Compo, we would have taken out the whole like, alleyway between the tables. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do it, in, they do it in, the, in the local pub. They just lie down in the middle. Yeah, and people just lie over them. It's one of those places there. People are like, oh, dogging yeah. away yeah, and just walk over the top of them, top of them and no one really bothers about it. Um, but yeah, it would, it would take up. It's also quite hard, isn't it? It's like these hard floors yeah. and hard... And yeah. So, yeah. But no, I really enjoyed it. I really liked... There was no lighting on at the time because it was the front. It was yeah. overcast day, but there's still enough light coming through the windows. And it almost felt like you were on holiday, which is I really like. It liked. did, yeah, because they've all got proper. They're all Italian, um, and just the ambience in there did feel a bit like you'd gone on a little mini holiday in the middle of Beeston. Yeah. So do let us know if you go and try it. Um, if you try had something off the menu that we didn't have, especially they do the lasagna to take home, and I think that would be a nice thing if you had a few people coming over for the weekend. A nice way to serve a big yummy dinner would be to grab a plate of their lasagna. So if you've tried it, do let us know. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, and if you go in, let them know that we sent you so you can find them on insta at compa that's c-o-m-p-a sicily compa sicily one word they're on Deliveroo, and they've got their website which we'll pop in the show notes thanks for listening to food glue please subscribe to us and share us with all of your friends family your nan your dog whoever we would love to hear from you via our instagram at food glue pod or you can email us foodgluepod at gmail.com and if you've got some spare time please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast player because it helps other people to find us